0: You're listening to the Patriot Nation podcast. Hello and welcome to the Patriot Nation podcast brought to you by FanDuel, official sports wagering partner of CLNS Media. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to check it out today. I'm Matt St. Jean, No Pat Lane joining me tonight. He had the pleasure of being at this one Um, and uh, I'm sure he had a great time with the Patriots pick up. A huge win, 21-18, to 18, their third win of the season. An impactful one, which we're going to be talking about here, breaking it all down. Once again, I'm Matt St. Jean here with CLNS Media, Patriot Nation podcast. And uh, yeah, we got a, a late night here after the Thursday night game. Patriots go into Pittsburgh for the second year in a row and pull out a victory. The last time they did that was the 2010 and 2011 seasons. 2010. That was the Gronk breakout game where he uh, dominated the Steelers in his rookie year. Um, and yeah, a, a surprising victory. The Patriots were not expected to win this game. They weren't expected to keep it that competitive. The line on this one was six points. So you now that the question for most really was, would they be able to keep it within a score? And they set the tone early. This is, like I said, their their third win of the season, and there's something in common with all three of those wins. All three had double-digit point leads in the first half by the Patriots, um, and that's a that's a key to victory for them. There's a team built to play from ahead, as we, we talked about back in the preseason. Now, obviously, that plan has not worked for them. All season long, but, you know, the, the times where they've been able to build that lead, they have held on to it. You go back to that Jets game uh, back in September when we still had a lot of hope for this team. They go up 10-0 in the first quarter and ride that one to a victory as the offense sputtered on a rainy day in the Meadowlands. You go to the the win against the Bills. You get a field goal on the opening drive, an immediate interception turned into a touchdown, and you're up 10-0. And then tonight, they go up 14-3. to So uh, we're going to get into the implications of this win, what it means to the Patriots short-term, what it means for them long-term. Yes, they are still technically in the playoff hunt and not eliminated quite yet, although that can change, <laughs> change this weekend with a win from any number of teams. Could knock them out at this point. But before we get into that, let's talk about, what happened in this in this victory that uh, these wins have become oh so rare in New England as of late um, and it started with getting off the bus ready to play. Bailey Zappi came out firing the offensive line came out ready to go and on the opening drive you had a pair of really big plays. Uh, we're we're going to go to Juju Smith-Schuster first here who had his best game in New England. He makes a big contested catch down the left side double covered over a guy a ball that maybe was an ill-advised throw from Bailey Zappi but Juju Smith-Schuster bails him out you see that big frame that he has show up on that as he makes the catch he's actually been one of the better contested catch receivers in the NFL this season too it's it's it seems like it's been after the catch and sometimes it's been the the easier catches where he's had some issues here but contested catches he's done well at it was a 37 yard play so he had an exposed explosive play on that first drive uh which after after last week against the giants felt like those uh <laughs> we we're never going to see those again in new england so getting one right off the bat was good and then after that, you get a third nine from the Pittsburgh 25, and you get Bailey Zappi creating with his feet, picking up yards on the ground to move the chains, and then they cash it in, You know, dumps it off to Ezekiel Elliott, takes it in from 11 yards out for the score, and all of a sudden you're up 7-0, first, first drive touchdown since I believe the Thanksgiving game last year in Minnesota, so um, impressive execution there on a short week with backup quarterback, and a lot of your weapons down. We didn't see this coming with the guys. They were going to be out there against a good defense. And uh, TJ Watt got injured on that first drive. And I think they took advantage of that, but they have not been able to take advantage of opposing injuries this season. So uh, credit to them for making that happen. Um, and th- that that was something Zappy kind of kept it going there. The, the defense gets an interception there later in the in the ball game uh, that was the the very beginning of the second quarter the first play of the second quarter triple peppers gets a pick and you see the red zone execution bailey zappi once again able to make some nice throws put the ball in places where only his receivers are going to be able to catch it that was a, a consistent theme in the first half for him and it's a guy who's dealt with accuracy issues dealt with processing issues In the first half, he looked good on both of those fronts. He was placing balls where they needed to be. He was quick. He was decisive. I thought he did a good job of both attacking down the field and taking the checkdowns when they were there. And you see him using his feet. You see the pocket presence. Uh, It was an improvement from what we've been seeing out of Mac Jones since the first three weeks of the season before the Dallas game and really made the first week of the season is the last time we saw Mac Jones look anything like this when it comes to his decisiveness outside of points in that game against the Buffalo bills. So good stuff there from Zappy. and some of the best that he has played in new England in the first half. Obviously the Steelers did get a, a field goal in there, but Patriots would score another first half touchdown. Zappy became the first, I can't believe this when they said it, the first uh, new England quarterback to throw three first half touchdowns since Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, Zappy was able to to do another one of these drives where he pushes the ball down the field. They have a four play, fifty nine yard, touchdown drive where you you generate multiple explosive plays on it. You start out with two short throws. Um, sorry, not too short. There was a short run, a short throw. End up in third and three from midfield and you're able from there to get into the end zone in two plays. And this is where I think we saw the best version of Juju Smith-Schuster we've seen all season long. He gets the 28-yard catch and run on third down. That's the most explosive that he has looked after the catch at any point this season. This is a guy who came in as one of the best after the catch threats in the whole NFL last year. He's been dead last according to Next Gen stats this year and you could see the knee injury bothering him and his lack of agility, lack of explosiveness. Tonight, this looked a little bit more like Kansas City. Juju Smith-Schuster. It wasn't. It's not all the way back, but you know, getting back to eighty percent of that, which um, is a huge boost to this offense, and you start to feel a little bit better about the receiving core if he if he's going to be under contract next year and if this is the result of him kind of getting healthier here. Feel a little bit you feel a little bit better about what you might have in Smith Schuster, or if he plays like this, your ability to trade him and get that contract off the books. He creates the huge play there. You follow it up with Zappy threading the needle into Hunter Henry for a touchdown. Henry here on his birthday, two touchdowns. You gotta feel great for the guy doing something like that. Um, and you know, it's the the poise of Zappy in this, his ability to push the ball down the field and find these guys. The Smith Schuster throw was in a window where you got to be decisive on it you got to see it and throw it immediately you can't wait on it you can't delay you got to have confidence in your read to make that throw and the Henry one um, I don't know how much of that was confidence and how much of that was arrogance making that throw to fit into that window and get it right over the uh, outstretched hand of a stealer defender but it counts it's a touchdown and uh, I think these are these are some of the plays we've seen Mac Jones be a little bit late on all season. And we've seen Bailey Zappi be late on when he's in there. Having him operate quickly has put his receivers in better plays to actually make plays, which they rewarded him with there in the first half. Now, you notice I keep saying in the first half. We're going to get to the second half in a little bit. But the offense looked very good in the first half. He scored 21 points. Uh, you have to feel confident coming out of that because of what the team has done. I mean, that's a a very good showing, much more enjoyable to watch than what we've been getting. And a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. I think that was the, the best pass blocking we've seen them do as a unit in a while, probably their best half of the season on that front. One of their best halves, which set up the quarterback for success, which is what they needed they routinely were able to kind of clear out the middle too. That's where Zappi, he had confidence to step up to make throws. He had confidence to step up and take advantage of holes in the running game when they were there to, to pick up yards on the ground. And uh, that's something we haven't seen. Uh, something that really hadn't been there for Mac Jones at a lot of points. Um, and when it was there, he was not, his pocket presence wasn't there to sense that it was. So I think standing back there delivering throws, um, Zappy was. Able to use the pocket better today than any Patriots quarterback has been able to all season long. And you got to credit the offensive line as part of that. I thought they looked very good. Things started to go off the rails a little bit right at the end of the first half. The Patriots had a chance to add to that lead more going into the break. And Mac Jones, not Mac Jones, (laughs) Bailey Zafi gets sacked as part of that. One of two sacks they gave up. They gave up a third down sack on the first possession the second half. And I feel like that kind of set the tone for what we saw. That's where we saw, you know, the other Bailey Zappy coming in. Uh, we saw some of the inaccuracy with throws, throwing behind guys. Uh, he almost gets picked off in there. Was very lucky that he didn't. You saw, you know, some of the the bad decisions. The, the interception he threw, I don't think was fully a Bailey Zappy thing. I think there's a lot of bad luck involved with that. But if you're thrown into contested windows, you know you're opening yourself up for more bad bounces to happen. And, and that was a, a throw short uh, to Juju Smith-Schuster. And this is a two-level concept the Patriots like to run. Um, and, you know, you got, you got a, a drag route over the middle of the field and then an in behind it. And you're just stressing the middle of the field defenders. You kind of got to pick. Are you going to take the shallower route or are you going to take the deeper route? The, the shallower route was blanketed. The intermediate route there was open and if zappy sees that and is able to put the ball there you got a first down you're moving the chains instead he throws it short you get a, a lucky and unlucky bounce Steelers come away with the football on the interception and after after that and then the other non-pick that could have been or thrown behind guys i think you saw the play calling start to scale it back and start to lean more in the running game the defense knew it was keying on it and things really, really started to slow down for them. Uh, only th- I believe if I have it right, three first downs by the offense in the second half, which kind of brought things back to what we expected coming into this game. And, you know, I, I think you watched the first half and there was a little bit of, all right, is that be something that we can work with? Um, I don't think anybody expects him to be the starter, but is he a guy who should be on the roster next year? And, the second half, you did see some of the reasons why he didn't make the team out of camp, why he got put in that in that position. So uh, tough there, and not all him. I think blocking was part of it. I think play calling was part of it. The execution of the guys around him was part of it, and game situation. Uh, you end up in a lot of third downs that were tough, where you're not able to convert that time, and, and you're playing with a lead the Patriots decided to be more conservative. When Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback on the other side of the field, it's easy to be conservative when you look at what the Patriots' defense was doing. Uh, One more note on the offense here. I'm going to talk about the defense after. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, fantastic day. Over 150 yards from scrimmage. He had a receiving touchdown in there, which was huge. Uh, That's The one that got the, the scoring started off, he was very active as a check down option for Zappi and was able to pick up yards after the catch, which I think this is an area, one of the areas where you could see Mac Jones was struggling in his processing was breaking down. A lot of his check downs were coming um, so late in the down that it was easy to defend for the, the defense. They were able to come up and tackle and rally to the ball. And Zappi was getting some of those out faster and given his receivers um, the the opportunity to run after the ball, after the catch a little bit. So credit to him there, and Zeke took advantage of it. This is the best he's looked in a while. Uh, with Ramondre Stevenson injured, I thought he looked fantastic tonight. So all in all, twenty-one points for this offense with these weapons out there on a short field, short rest. That's a uh, it's a good performance for these guys, and you, you feel better about what you got in Juju Smith Schuster going forward. Maybe what you have in Bailey Zappi going forward as a a backup on this team, and Hunter Henry. Free agent this year. We're gonna see see where they go with him. Um, the, the negatives on offense. Mike Gesicki really, you know, didn't didn't get involved that much. You weren't hearing them call his name at all. No receptions for him. Jalen Rager, no receptions. One target. Tyquan Thornton, three catches for 17 yards. That's not that's not awful or anything, but he he's not an impact to this game whatsoever. It was this was it was three guys. Or this offense, it was Juju, it was Zeke, and it was Henry. They didn't get much impact out of that, and two of those guys are free agents at the end of the season. So we're going to see what direction they want to go, and do they want to bring these back, these guys back? What they decide to do with those guys long term, and uh, how they look over the, the final four games of the season. But at least somewhat encouraging signs there. Defensively, the Patriots were stifling through long stretches of this game. They held Mitch Trubisky to 190 yards through the air. You get the early interception to set the tone. You hold them to 82 yards on the ground. And you know, eight of those sorry, 30 of those came in eight carries from Trubisky. Najee Harris was 12 carries for 29 yards. So Calvin Austin had a 12-yarder in there. And that kind of boosts the average. The other three rushers for Pittsburgh, 3.8 yards a carry, 2.4, and 1.6 yards a carry. They stifled Pittsburgh, forced Trubisky to beat them, and he just couldn't do it. Um, I thought JC Jackson had some really rough moments with penalties, but he had some good moments in there. Jonathan Jones had good coverage in there. The defense as a whole played good football, kept Pittsburgh out of rhythm, and the Pittsburgh offense that has not been good all season long. The defense did a good job of, for the most part, just standing there and letting the offense combust as it has all season long. You know, you know the Steelers were going to self-destruct if you gave them the opportunity, and the Patriots defense gave them that opportunity. And I think there's there's nothing that um, signifies that more. I mean each each team has a turnover and in there, and the Patriots turn their turnover into a touchdown to Hunter Henry. Steelers' defense forces a turnover. Ezekiel Elliott makes a tackle to save it from being run back for a touchdown. Uh, The Steelers get into a fourth and two situation. The red zone go for it, and the Patriots are able to stop them. That was your difference in this ballgame. So situational execution was as good as it's been all season uh, on on that front. Definitely not perfect, which I'm going to touch on here in a second. Um, But good execution there. Um, and then you know the defense they they did a lot of rotating to confuse the heck out of Mitch Trubisky back there, which worked very, very well. We saw safety blitzes. Thought Miles Bryant, Jabril Peppers, Kyle Duggar all were very involved in the middle of the field and very good. Christian Barmore's Christian Barmore at this point, you know he's gonna be excellent. Anthony Jennings was dominant against the run. The whole team was dominant against the run. The the defense looked as good as it has the last couple of weeks. And Put together another performance good enough to get the win, culminating in that fourth down stop with the game essentially on the line. And, you know, we talked about letting the Steelers self-combust. It's fourth and two from midfield with the game on the line. And their answer was uh, a contested deep shot. And if that's what they're going to take, you're going to let them throw that one over some of the some of the shorter throws or checkdowns to pick up a, a first down any day of the week, especially because I think they did have somebody open there. Uh, and Jonathan Jones does enough to to make a play on the ball and cover Deontay Johnson, and that's your ball game. Uh, so, very good job from the defense there. Now, obviously, not not all perfect. Uh, <laughs> there's the punt block, which I, I will say I, I have not been overly pleased with the special teams mm-hmm. this year. I think a lot of that has had to do with inconsistencies with the rookie kicker and a rookie punter which is to be expected. And I think some of it can be blamed on coaching. This that, that pun getting blocked, that's not coaching. That's a dude getting his his ass beat. That's what happened there. Tom Montgomery has been fine all season long in that role, and he got bullied. He got walked back right into the punter on that block. And you know, he's performed well all season, because you're not going to change it before something like that happens until uh, all of a sudden, it happens and it ruins your day to an extent. Uh, Patriots punted again after that and put Kyle Duggar out there instead of Ty Montgomery, and he was a lot more physical uh, on that block and was was able to you know not allow the next punt to be blocked. So uh, I'll credit credit the adjustment there from the coaching. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know what Ty Montgomery brings to this football team at this point. He's not a good returner. He's not. You he can't count him to block on special teams. He doesn't do anything for the offense. Um, the only the only people to run the ball for the Patriots tonight were Bailey Zappi and Ezekiel Elliott. So if Ty Montgomery, he, he had one play in there, which is a 17 yard catch on a checkdown. Outside of that, he did nothing, and he's the negative impact on special teams. So, um, yeah, not. I I don't know what he brings to the football team at this point. I also got to talk about penalties. Uh, I thought it was. I'll describe it as creative officiating, but it was what it was. You have a 7-1 to one penalty disparity in this one. The Patriots were a little bit lucky that it wasn't 8-0 based on that, the, the false start offsides discussion on the punt at the end, which I, I don't, I, I'm just going to be glad that the Patriots got that call. I see what the refs saw. I don't know if that's a false start, but I will gladly take it. Uh, but yeah, an area where we've been talking about all season, you want to be cleaner. Penalties didn't cost you in this one. It has cost them previously. If you're going to play in a lot of close games, you got to run a tighter ship. They haven't all season. You've seen it be an issue. And you know they're they're three and seven now in one score ball games. All three of their wins there. You know they're not getting blowout wins. Most of their games are these one score games. It's just the, the the two blowout losses and the loss in Miami that aren't. And that loss in Miami was a one score game down late in the fourth quarter there. So I just haven't been able to execute them. They've been close with almost every single team that they've played and consistently when they when they start ahead, they are able to hold on and execute enough to get it done. And when they have to play from behind, it's they just can't get over the hump on that. And that's that's kind of what we've seen from this team all season long. It's the same group, but when they when they get off the bus and play well, they can beat teams. Um and you know, uh, we you look ahead. They got Kansas City next week. We talk. We're going to be talking about that during the week, I'm sure. Um, interesting opponent coming in here. No longer Monday Night Football. Um, we'll see how the Patriots get off the bus <laughs> for that one, um, but. Yeah, I think that's that's most of my kind of X's and O's takeaways from what happened. I don't think you feel too differently about any of the players, with the possible exception of Juju, just because of how much more explosive he looked tonight in a little revenge game form. And it was a this was a, a nice little double revenge game. You got Juju Smith Schuster going out there and uh making some really big plays on offense and Landon Roberts, former Patriot for the Steelers with the uh the pick there. So uh, he had a or I don't know if he had the pick or if he forced the pick, but he also had a he had a sack in there. Um Michael Walk, Michael Walker had the pick, but it was so Landon Roberts on the coverage on that play that forced the deflection. So um hey, nice little double revenge game, which is fun. Uh we're gonna do an ad break here. Then I'm gonna come back and we'll wrap up here. It's late, it's gonna be a short show, but talk about some of the implications going forward for the Patriots, what this means. Uh, in the, the bigger picture of their season. So we'll be uh, be back
1: in a sec. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. MA21 plus and present in mass. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expired seven days after receipt see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gamblinghelpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24 7 support play it smart from the start gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234
0: welcome back to the Patriot nation podcast um, uh, it appears I'm having a camera issue here so I don't know what's uh, what's going on with that but uh, we'll continue the show here talk about the the implications of this Patriots victory over the Steelers um, I, I want to start by saying I, I I'm happy that this team got a win I'm happy for the players. You listen to them talk, the, the press conferences that they're doing. Um, it's pretty clear that this has been weighing on them. Uh, you put in a lot of hard work. They've been going at this since late July, and it's almost Christmas. They haven't been able to get a lot out of it. And you could see after the game the relief, the elation from the players to, to have this finally work out for them. And I'm, I'm happy for them because they've earned this. They deserve it. They've been putting in the work. And again, like I said, nice to see it finally rewarded. Uh, you could see Zappy and hunter henry on the post game show there on amazon were both very happy with the performance and um i don't know they kind of talked about simplifying the game and just getting the ball to one another and um yeah the the typical stuff you would expect from them nothing groundbreaking but uh, good for them um you saw zappy with his arm around bill o'brien as they were were coming off the sideline at the end of the game there and Guys cheering going into the locker room. they get the, oh yeah, chant there in the locker room and you beat Pittsburgh. That's always a good thing. So as a fan of this team and fan of these players, I'm happy for them. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's it's always more enjoyable when it's a win. Uh, we got to talk about the, when it comes to the draft conversation, this really doesn't change much for the Patriots. Uh, They're probably out of the running for the number one overall pick now. I think that was going to be tough anyway, because you'd need Carolina to win a game somewhere. And the Patriots got a fairly easy schedule here down the stretch. You need Carolina to win a game and the Patriots to not win any of them. And I don't think that was very likely. Uh, Carolina, I don't think is going to win a game. Um, They are. um, (laughs) That's, that's a really bad team. And if you think the Patriots are bad, I really think Carolina might be an order of magnitude worse there. They're in rough shape and they don't even get there to use their first round pick. So, uh, they're in a tough position there. And I'm glad the Patriots are, are not in that position that the Panthers are in. Um, now, the, the Patriots are still, you know, they got the number two pick right now. And that's not changing this week. They got the tiebreaker over the Cardinals at the moment. And uh, both of these teams are in the same position right now. So we're going to see how this how this goes over the next month. But the Patriots are in good position. Uh, to have the number two pick and are in great position to, you know, stay in the top Three, four, five—they're not going to drop out of that range unless something seriously changes in the next month. So, not not a concern here about draft position. I'm not worried about that for these guys right now. We're going to get to that when we get to that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just happy for the players themselves that they won. And you know, I mean, one of the reasons they won is because the offensive line played better. You know, if the offensive line plays like it did tonight, most nights, you're going to have a chance. And that means, you know, you got guys who you got to resign on the line. you got you got guys hitting for agency. And I think you feel a little bit better about resigning some of those guys and being able to be competitive with that offensive line next year. Um, with the performance you saw tonight, obviously, they were rough last week and got four more games. So it's just it's just one game in a 17 game sample size. And really, you're looking at the last probably 10 games here where they're fully healthy and figuring things out. And you got on winning with tackle. but. Uh, it's best it's looked and it keeps getting, you know, there's progression isn't always linear, but it does keep getting a little bit better. Um, So, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that helps evaluate your offensive line defense. You love what's going on. It's a championship caliber defense, especially when it's healthy. Um, so, you know, just fix the quarterback position, get some weapons. And I think. You're in, a, you're in a good spot. Obviously, easier said than done. That's the hardest thing to do in football right there. But <laughs> if they're able to do it, they're going to be in a good spot. Uh, Matt Monito says Is your webcam frozen or do you just have a profile picture up? It looks like it's frozen. Uh, I don't really know what's going on here. Uh, I think coming back out of the ad, something broke. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had an answer there. Yeah, no, it's uh, just totally not working. Um, But yeah, as we look ahead to next week, you get a mini buy here to reset. Um, And, you know, you try to evaluate Zappi the last month of the season, a good enough performance to build off of with still plenty of mistakes and plenty of the old Zappi. Now I'm curious to see what it looks like uh, when they play the chiefs. The chiefs have a very, very, very good defense this year. And, you know, the Patriots should be healthier for it. You should have pop Douglas back by then be a good test of the offensive line once they're out there. And, you know, this is a Chiefs offense that hasn't been that great this year, and they've, they've lost some games that you know, the Chiefs of the last couple of years wouldn't usually be losing. I don't think the Patriots are going to win that game, but if they start out hot and are able to play like they did tonight, you never know what's going to happen in a game like that. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I was You don't expect the Patriots win, and it probably won't be a close game. But you never know. I'm, I'm curious. And, you know, if you see progression from players, I think that's a good thing and helps inform the way you want to go after this. And as to the, the Bill Belichick discussion, I don't think tonight changes anything when it comes to evaluating Bill Belichick, the GM. Um, I think this proves that Belichick, the coach, still has it. I also think it proves that Belichick, the coach, is still very, very conservative. And in a game like this where... You have a quarterback who has has been inaccurate, and the opponent has a quarterback who has been inaccurate. Neither, and you know, the the opposing quarterbacks made bad decisions, and you're playing with a multi-score lead. I, I don't I don't have any issue with playing conservatively, but this is something we've seen from Bill time and time again, and um, you know, it doesn't change the evaluation of the way he fits the modern NFL, especially with the way the Steelers are run on the other side. But I think what you do see is that. Belichick can still design a defense that can really, really get after a quarterback and make life miserable for him. And uh, I think the team morale was a big thing here. I think at this point in the season, on the road, in the cold, against a team that's usually pretty physical and hard-nosed and well-coached, when you're 2-10, and ten, that's a spot where a lot of teams would fold. Patriots didn't. I mean, they they really could give up at any point, and the defense could turn around and say, "Hey, we're <laughs> and what am what am I playing for? We're not winning games," and they're not doing that. They're staying together. They're playing as a team. They're working through stuff, and it's not it's not working. Large in, in the big picture, in large part because a lot of these players aren't that good, and that's on Bill Belichick for acquiring them and uh, evaluating them. But you know, I think we saw a little bit of what they imagined they were getting from Juju Smith Schuster and. If we saw the investments into the red zone offense, you know, you get tight ends and running backs who can be a factor in the red zone and the way that impacts it. And, you know, you go two for two in the red zone, you get a score from outside the red zone too and three touchdowns. That's that's nice, 100% in the red zone. That's nice. They haven't gotten there very often, but they've been good in the red zone when they've gotten there. So uh, I think you saw some of the stuff they've been working towards there and had this puzzle come together the way they expect it to. I think we got a glimpse of what it would have looked like. So um, yeah, I don't know if this changes anything when it comes to the way craft's going to look at things either. Maybe with a better, if this stays like this for the next month, that'll sway crafts mind in a certain direction. As of now, I think it's still, we're changing things up this off season. It's going to be new decision makers in there, but, but we'll see. So I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, it's late we're over 30 minutes now and it's just me and there's not a lot to talk about out of this one i think we're going to be back with pat presumably next wednesday i would guess sometime middle of next week as the patriots gear up for the chiefs so we're going to be off here for about a week so enjoy the uh, enjoy the mini buy. enjoy watching a sunday full of football without having to worry about the pats this weekend uh, and you know we're getting close to Christmas. Good luck to everybody with their their Christmas shopping as uh, as we get close to the holiday here, and they're decorating and everything. That's going to wrap up the show for us. Um, uh, oh, Matt Manito says his his birthday is Sunday. Happy birthday to Matt Manito! And you know he says his final takeaway: winning is fun. Winning is fun. I'm not. Yeah, it, it would be nice to have the number one overall pick, but as somebody that wants to enjoy watching the games, I'm not going to complain about a win ever. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. If you want to sit there and complain about the fact that the team one might have worse draft position, you can do that to your heart's content, but I am just not interested in doing that. I'm a Patriots fan. I got to see the Patriots win today and I got to see the players smiling after it. And I can be, I can be happy with that any day of the week and twice on Sundays or apparently a Thursday night. So that's going to do it for me and, uh, pat who is at the stadium go check out his twitter feed and all his pictures and uh all his stuff at the game you'll hear from him uh next week uh when we're back and uh yeah all right thanks everybody for listening uh, this has been the Patriotation podcast and we'll see you uh next wednesday